0: Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Theobald in the house. Jason, it's May, man. How's it going over there?
1: Not too bad. It doesn't really feel like May, but i um, <laughs> waiting on the weather to really break around here. I don't know if the rest of the country is, but uh, other than that, you know, I'm busy as shit, so, you know, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, we all know that you're a, you're a big, big pool guy. You got a pool at your house. You know, I've been over there. It's a nice yes. pool. And it's probably just teasing you and pissing yeah. you off that you, you got a day or two out there, but then it gets down to like 30 or 40 at night and it's probably it. hard. To, yeah.
1: I uh, I opened it on the 14th and this is the 7th and I've been in it once.
0: Damn. Is it is it yeah. heated?
1: Yes. But dude, our heater can't keep up because at night it's going down to 30 and you're really not supposed to run your heater unless it's staying at least 50. Um, so we've just turned it off, man. Cause the heater was running 24 seven. It's not good for it. Um, yeah. so, uh, the pool is just cold. The day I was out there, the water was like 70. So I I just put my ankles in. That's it. That's like, that's like all it hurts to get in type water.
0: Yeah. You, you don't want to go, you don't want to put the, the jewels in there at 70 no. degrees. That's and not going to feel good. No, <laughs> no. So well, uh, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm ready for this weather to break. And, You know, I think it'll help everyone across the country to get warmth, steady and and sunlight. You know, we need some 80s and and break this uh, shit down here with this Corona, kill all this stuff.
0: Yeah, man. And speaking of like we're going to talk about what's new with us this week. I'll go ahead and kick that off. Um, Man, I was able to open up my gym Monday, May 4th. Thank God. Like, thank God I was able to open that up because. I mean, we were closed for like six weeks, and I just have one gym, and I was only closed for six weeks. And you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars that, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't able to bring in. And I'm okay because I've, you know, I've been smart with my money and saved up. But man, I feel for a lot of people that they're still closed and like mm-hmm. they're going to be closed for months. They might be out of business. So, you know, I was happy and very fortunate to be able to open back up. And, you know, a lot of people, have came in and joined the gym. Like we had a record day on Monday. It was literally like January again. So, you know, we didn't we didn't try and bleed anyone dry, but like we put together memberships, and you know, we we got you don't everybody. have to
1: require masks, do you?
0: No, not in Missouri, man. Like, here's the thing: like our our restrictions are super low. And I know there are people out there freaking out, but you know what? Fuck that. I'm over it. Like, oh yeah, workout, too. wipe your shit down, sanitize your hands, wash your hands, like go, yeah. go work out. Oh, like we're all I mean, over if crunch
1: it. requires masks, I will be canceling them. Like, cause I know my local little gym by my house, he, he's, he's, he's beyond over it. And like, he's not going to require masks. So I'll be walking in and canceling on those motherfuckers. If they're trying to tell me, I got to train in a mask and gloves. Come on, man. ain't happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's the gym I trained at you with at, at with you, right? Like crunch. Yes. It's a big yes. enough gym. Like, it's a corporate shouldn't yeah, they shouldn't need that. I wouldn't worry about it. So no, but you know, we'll corporate
1: see. type folks are, they, they overdo everything, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cancel and I can't imagine a lot of people want to and go somewhere else, but we'll see. We'll see how they open up. I haven't heard if they're requiring it, but, um, I know some States are, are requiring that businesses or they're, they're highly recommending that businesses require masks inside of them.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just so over. I don't even want to talk about it anymore, but I do want to let people know, um, I'm getting ready to relaunch the fat muscle project into more than just an apparel company. And that's going to be coming up very soon in May. We're just a couple weeks away. So I want you guys to kind of keep your eyes peeled to that. You can follow fat muscle project. It's at fat muscle project on Instagram you can see some of my posts to get ready to uh, launch that stuff. So dude, that's my news for the week, but I know you've got some pretty good stuff to put out, especially from a supplement side. I know my clients are super yeah. happy this week. Let everybody know what's going on with you.
1: Um, so on the new ethics end, um, Cordy's is back in stock. So that's a good thing. We, um, we just kind of with, with Corona, um, it was a big seller and we obviously as a supplement company, you watch your projections or your, you know, your, your projections, uh, uh, weekly. Um, but it's, it's hard when, when something new comes around and, um, causes your numbers to not really be true. So that's back in stock. Thank God there. Um, and then we just brought out, uh, Chase Berry liposomal, um, So I know a lot of my clients use that, um, and they can go ahead and sub that in basically, um, we're bypassing the stomach, better digestion straight into the bloodstream. Um, a couple things it helps balance out estrogen dominance. So it pairs really well with EstroCort helps bring up your progesterone. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll be sleeping better. You'll, you'll have less water retention, all those things as estrogen dominance balances out. So we were happy to get that launched and you can read more on my, um, Instagram, um, or, or at new ethics about the product, but I, I put up something and so did a uh, new ethics. So that was, that was cool to get that done this week. Um, and other than that, I've just been staying busy. It's business as usual for me. It's, uh, it's been, it's been good. And, um, uh, just, just ready to, uh, keep moving forward and, and get some, get some heat in this country. And other than that, uh,
0: I'm all good. Awesome, man. That's, that's outstanding news. And I do want to, before we get to our topic today, because it's, it's a hell of a topic. Like I I can't wait to punch some people in the throat with this topic today. You and I do have classes and I, what I want to do is link our emails. That's what I'm doing from now on because so many people are asking about the classes uh, from the podcast. If you guys go to the show notes now, you can see our email, whether you're listening on YouTube or iTunes, it doesn't matter. Both emails are down there for both of us. Um, I've got my advanced keto class. It's pretty much sold out. So by the time this drops, I probably won't have a spot left, maybe one. Um, Jason, you have a few spots left with your class, right? And what class is it? Yeah,
1: I usually take 10. Um, I have two spots left. I have eight signed up for my May 17th. Um, That class is the one where I go over um, metabolic compensation uh, when it has a component of hormonal dysfunction and how to basically get the body restarted and fix all that mess. So that uh, I have a few spots open for.
0: Yeah. I talked to two people today through email and I told them I highly recommend that class because one, I've been through it because you gave it at the physique summit and this topic that we're going to talk about today, it's just a snippet. I mean, this is probably 15% of what you cover in your class. So if if you guys are really, really interested in this topic and how to fix this shit show that we're going to talk about today, I definitely recommend Jason's class. Um, dude, I've just put it over for the last eight or nine months just because it's so good. I use a lot of the protocols in there for my clients. It's, it's just good. So if you guys want to check that out, go to the show notes and shoot Jason an email. So man, that brings us to our topic today. It's, it's hormones versus calories in versus calories out. Mm -hmm. And man, this is such a trending topic And, and I'll, I'll give my take on why. Um, First of all, I think there's two things happening. I think that you have a lot of the quote-unquote evidence-based coaches out there. They're saying, oh, people aren't losing fat or they're not losing weight or a combo because they're just cheating on their diet or they're not quote-unquote in a deficit. And then you have the other end of it. You know, there there are a handful of coaches out there that actually understand hormones and are putting out good information and it's just not well known yet but now it's starting to become well known. So now you have this big clash. It's kind of like when we had flexible dieting versus fucking clean eating 15 years ago like <laughs> everybody was like it was like, you know, the civil war and shit. So this is kind of a trending topic, man. You have a lot of these experts saying that calories in versus calories out, trump's hormones, you have people saying hormones trump calories in versus calories out. And we have a very unique stance to take today man but are you, how much of this are you seeing on social are you seeing quite a bit
1: yeah i mean i see it but i'll be honest with you man i'm so focused on helping my clients building my businesses putting out good info that i just stay out of the drama as much as i can but you know when you've seen me give my presentation i mean i've talked about it from 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 the start so people were like oh you know i i hit them with the fact that you know um, ball thermodynamics just goes out the window when you've got a, you know, a, a depressed endocrine system. I mean, it's just not an efficient, it's not a, an efficient vehicle at that point in time. So, um, sure, like, I'm sure there's an amount of calories where you could eat 400 and you would finally find a level where you're in a deficit, but the amount of trouble you're going to create for yourself even further, um, you know, it's one of those things where if you can't get, start losing weight on 10 times your body weight, generally something's going on. I mean, I will take that bet every single day that there is something hormonally not right about your metabolic machinery.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those things that like, we've seen this with clients for a long time. It's kind of led to, you know, you, myself, and a lot of other coaches, they're super interested in hormones to kind of peel back the layers, so to speak, to see what's going on. Because what I, what I want to talk about, let's, let's give a couple quick signs, some things that that we see and we have seen for a long time with our clients who just aren't making progress, kind of how they present. That's a word that you like to use. You know, this is what a client presents and this is what I see. So give a couple warning signs and I'll go give a couple as well that, you know, something's just not right.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean, god there's a slew of them but you know let's say you've done a nice reverse in the off season because most coaches who are halfway decent at least know how to do a reverse and so you did your reverse and now you start dropping calories and you're making your calorie cuts cardio is going up and you're not responding to diet it's just nothing is happening uh you know, you might drop a pound here, then you're up to here, you drop one there, you're up three here. It's just not you're not getting anywhere. Um, that's a telltale sign. But also like poor gut health is a telltale sign. A lot of times that's a sign of estrogen dominance over time. That affects the pH of the stomach. And if someone's been suffering for a while, they usually have gut dysbiosis and problems there. So there's a lot of constipation, gas, maybe it's diarrhea, depending on what, you know, bugs have infiltrated from the lower intestine. Um, So you've got digestion issues. You've got moodiness. You've got low sex drive. You've got fatigue. You've got anxiety because when progesterone is super low, uh, anxiety creeps up because estrogen is a little bit more excitatory and they're they're the yin to each other's yang. Progesterone is kind of more calming and soothing and estrogen is a little more excitatory. So when you get estrogen dominant, um, as progesterone falls, you have moodiness. Um, you might even have hair shedding when progesterone's low. Um, so there's a slew of things. Uh, and then, you know, obviously cold feeling cold. There's a lot of things that I see that kind of tip me off. And those are some of the, the main ones I can think of right off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. And from the in the trenches perspective, as far as like what I'm seeing as a coach with with my clients, I'm sure you'll agree with this as well is, you know, we've got those clients that they're sticking to the diet, we have to keep making calorie cuts, we keep adding cardio, and it doesn't matter that we reversed them well, that they had long enough time off, that we just can't get them to make progress. Or maybe, you know, if a female has, and and, you know, as we said, multiple episodes, most of this is natural females, but regardless, even if a client only has say 20 pounds to lose and we've, we've dieted them for 16 weeks and they've got about six pounds off of them. I've had so many clients like that that came to me because of some of these issues before I even knew what to look for. Um, I know there's listeners out there, man, that they're shaking their head. They're like, yeah, that's me. Or, oh, shit, that's some of my clients. I just can't get them to move. Is that is that when you started to kind of look at things back in the day and think, man, what is going on here? Why do yes. these people not drop?
1: Yes. I mean, it felt like to me when I would have a female sign up, it was going to be a 50-50 shot on whether her body was going to respond and really get to stage. And I know what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking, why is this like, why? And then, you know, I would have females that would stay with me a while and I reversed them and, and then that we'd go to cut and it just wouldn't work. And, you know, just saying, Hey, go see your doctor. Well, that wasn't getting us anywhere. Um, so, you know, I, like I've said before, I I wanted to be part of the solution, not just part of the problem. And, you know, so I started to delve into it. And, uh, as I've shared, I met Vince and, um, he was showing me how he was using some of our products from our other line, Natty Nutrition, and and I said, Okay, yeah, that's why I made it, but I didn't get the how this connected to this and how progesterone connected to estrogen dominance and this and that and how insulin sensitivity comes into play with all this. And he was like explaining it all to me and I was like, all right, I gotta learn this. Um so it was kind of all those things together that made me realize that um I've got to get better at my job and that there was plenty of room to do so.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why there's so many coaches that'll never improve. They'll never get to the next level. Like you like to say, there's levels to this shit. They, they will never improve or get better because they're always going to fall back on the, well, my client's cheating on the diet or they're just not in a deficit. Well, listen, asshole. And I mean that by the way, like, listen, asshole, you've got clients out there busting their asses that aren't yep. making progress and you're just not fucking willing to learn. So like that's, that And that gets me heated because I know yeah. so many clients that have been through that or people that, that come to me. And trust me, it's not my favorite client to deal with. I, I don't want a full client load of this situation because it's definitely one of the hardest and not that I'm afraid of it's, work. It's
1: like a puzzle, man. It, it's, it's not just <laughs> that. i a lot it's, of them now. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know you do because you do a great job. And, and I can fix them too. But the reason I don't like it is because it's the hardest one for them to buy in on letting me fix so it's it's a constant pull and tug, and it's like, listen, you gotta trust me, and you gotta chill the fuck out, take time. So, and I think that's why other coaches, it's just too easy, is what I'm saying, for them to say, oh no, they're just not sticking to the plan. So let, let's let's go ahead and talk about what I like to talk about my insulin sensitivity class that I teach, I I call this the shit storm trifecta and dude, you're, you were a trademark lawyer. I don't know if I can trademark that shit or not, but I'd like to (laughs) probably (laughs) shit storm trifecta. And I just picked three today because like, here's the thing. If I had you do the show notes, you would, you would, Crush this, and we would be here for three hours. Because, as you know, and we were talking about before the show, like (laughs) people really just need to take your class. But I picked just three that I like to touch on: insulin sensitivity, high stress, and low sleep. And how just just those three, I've seen those stop fat loss in its place. Because one more thing I want to say, and then we'll we'll get into that and kind of get your take on this. You had mentioned, yeah, eventually you can get someone to four hundred calories or eight hundred calories and they might, they might lose weight. But we're talking about, this is bodybuilding, this is elite yes. physique enhancement. We're talking about fat loss, trying to be the leanest, most muscular version of yourself possible. Correct. Most people are wanting to get on stage. This isn't a calories in calories out thing when we're talking about losing weight. So when people say, well, you're just not in a deficit, well, yeah, your hormones can make it to where you have to drop someone so low to get them Correct. into an actual deficit that it's not fucking adherable. Like, yeah, I can no. put a girl on 600 calories, but she's going to fucking cheat on her diet every three days because she's starving. She's going to binge. like, And
1: you're making matters worse. Let's right. remember that. You're certainly making matters worse. That's um, a
0: great point. Great point.
1: And I'm not willing to do that. And I tell them every time they come to me, they'll tell me some of their history and I say, look. I'm sure you can find a coach. It'll go put you on three hours of cardio, put you on protein and veggies. I was like, but I'm not that guy. I know what's going on. I need labs and I'm going to map you out. I'm going to get you healthy and then we'll compete next year. Do you want that or not? And if they don't, that's fine. Um, And and then I, I sleep well at night.
0: Yeah. And you know what, man? That's a great point. You know, coaches out there listening are you a part of the solution or part of the problem? If if your answer is just to keep pushing hard and not learning this stuff, you're actually part of the problem, whether you realize it or not. I was back in the day. Fuck. I didn't know. I'm like, man, I just, I just going to have to crush. I'm like, you're going to have to do whatever it takes, quote unquote, whatever it takes. But anyway, I'll get off my hat. I'll get off my soapbox, man. I get, I get kind of heated on some of this stuff.
1: Trust me. I do too. I mean, it's going to get to the point where right now, i 'm working on new ways to basically train and diet females and and i 'm not hundred percent there yet, but um it can't be it, it won't be kept the same as a as a man uh, there's too, too many women that their bodies cannot hold up through it. The stress builds too much, and it creates this cascade and that 's why we 're seeing it with probably one out of two competitors.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm real interested for you and I to kind of talk off the air about that, because I I think I might have an idea of what you're thinking about with cycling, you know, with cortisol and resets and stuff like keep developing that man, like lead the way on that, because I've got some thoughts on that. Um, But instead of going down that rabbit hole, let's talk about. Let's start off with insulin sensitivity, and let's talk about why that can literally trump calories in, calories out. I'll throw it over to you, Jason. Um, if you would kind of explain you know, how high blood sugar and insulin sensitivity and the receptor getting down-regulated and all that, people can go back and listen to Episode 9. That's our deep dive into insulin sensitivity. It's actually our most downloaded it podcast. Is. I just looked today, and that's great. But if you guys want to listen here real quick, Jason's going to explain Here's why insulin sensitivity matters, and I'll kind of piggyback on some of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the more insulin sensitive you are, um, the more, the better you react to your body's own insulin, meaning insulin is just a key. It opens up cells so that um, the glucose can be seated in and stored. Mm. And so when you're losing sensitivity, which can happen for a myriad of reasons, but if you're dieting and your insulin sensitivity sucks, it's it's almost always because your cortisol is too high. And why is it too high? It's because you're stressed and you're not being trained right and your your calories are too low and all those things. And so you've got this this um, higher cortisol rising, insulin sensitivity uh, is fading. And so what happens is the 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 You're going to pump out more insulin to do the job and as you do that your body's getting less and less sensitive to it and now the glucose is just going to keep um basically circulating and as cortisol keeps rising what does cortisol do it tells your body to liberate glucose into the stream so now you're going to need more insulin so it's a vicious cycle that starts happening so once you're in that position i don't care how well you take your calories Um, you're in a super inefficient situation to lose fat. I mean, when, when insulin just keeps being released, you're not in a fat burning zone to begin with. Um, so it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad place to be if you're trying to lose body fat
0: yeah man, like a hundred percent so let's let's give everybody a snapshot here. If you think about your blood right now and if you take your blood sugar and if you're constantly running say a one thirteen, for example, yep. right, yep. and that means that insulin's elevated to drive that blood sugar down constantly. Constantly. So when you're stressed, it keeps pumping out blood sugar. Like your blood sugar is 113, like a lot all the time. So insulin's elevated. Well, if insulin's blocking fat burning to a, to a large degree in a lot of instances, think about that. It doesn't matter what calories you're on, insulin is there blocking it. Yeah. Yes. If you drop calories, does that, it's kind of a give and take. Like, if insulin just always blocked fat burning, people would never be able to lose weight and fat. Like we're not saying that, but when it's constantly elevated, think about that. You're literally beating your head against the wall. And that, like you said, is why people have to keep constantly dropping their calories constantly, constantly. And if people don't address that, their insulin sensitivity just gets worse, like and that and that's where I see it in the off season, man. Like when a lot of people are just pounding carbs, yes, they're not doing resets, and like we don't know, um, you know, we're just sitting here pounding carbs because we want to be full and strong and put muscle on, but our insulin sensitivity shit. Well, like we said in episode nine, that's when we see people go start a prep, and their insulin sensitivity show bad, and their blood sugar so elevated, and insulin's elevated, they have a hard time dropping for a long time.
1: Oh yeah they waste the first eight weeks, uh, basically resetting it by pulling calories. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's and to if they're me, already
1: stressed. That's creating more stress on the body. So cortisol is only going to go up. So you need to come into a prep, obviously reset on all these levels.
0: And that's, that kind of leads us into, you know, we probably could have started with high stress, but let's, let's go into, so now people understand insulin sensitivity and how that can trump calories in calories out to, to a decent degree. Let's go into stress because to me, man, I think the number one enemy when it comes to dieting is high stress, is cortisol. It's public enemy number one. Like it's the number one thing that I'm looking at. Honestly,
1: the number one enemy. Yeah, it's the number one enemy to all health, most health problems too. I mean, obviously, um, when you're talking about the um, metabolic syndromes, you know, your diabetes, your um, high cholesterol, um, obesity, uh, blood pressure, all those things start with stress. And we probably could even say cancer as well. Although that's, you know, a bit of a a stretch maybe, but, um, I think stress is what causes 95% of, um, health issues today.
0: You know, man, we can, you know, we won't go too deep into it, but I think with cancer, I think it's definitely something that's not going to, not going to help. I think it's only going to make it worse. And here's why kind of what you said earlier, when stress goes up, your body secretes more you, you your blood sugar goes up, right? Because it's telling you, Hey, you're in a stress state. Here's some blood sugar for energy, quote unquote, run from the tiger or run from, you know, whatever that stressful event is. Well, when blood sugar goes up, we said insulin goes up. And when it comes to cancer, Elevated insulin and blood sugar is not what you want. That's why a ketogenic diet is so good for for cancer patients and like trying to keep it at bay because it's so low insulin. So somebody that's chronically stressed, I I could definitely see that um, playing a role. But, you know, going back to now you start pairing up somebody that has bad insulin sensitivity when they're starting a diet. Now you pair up high stress and then that leads to more insulin being so now now you've got two parts of the trifecta and then the other thing man that a lot of people don't realize with with cortisol and i keep referencing our old podcast and that's okay but episode two is our deep dive on cortisol so for anybody that wants to go back and listen to an hour on this go back and listen to that but one quick thing about cortisol that a lot of people don't understand is the the higher it stays elevated, it slows thyroid hormone from being released. Like so, your metabolism is going to slow in the face of chronically elevated cortisol. Not cortisol from a hard training Correct. session. That's that's acute. We're talking about chronic, like all the time, um, and it Correct. just makes fat Correct. loss a bitch
1: what it does is it prevents or it hinders the conversion of T4 to T3 and actually directs it to more reverse T3, which is the unusable form. So, you know, you start with stress, you're already stressed. Now you add a prep in what's, what's that you're adding more cardio, less calories, stress is up, cortisol is rising, and now it's affecting Um, thyroid and a lot of these things are more epigenetic meaning you know they're they're expressed by stress if you're not coded to have insulin insensitivity issues you know i've seen people with high cortisol and their glucose is still fine but then their thyroid's a shit show those are all epigenetic issues they're there and they're not expressed until you get these stressful events um, so it, 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 you might have one, you might not have the other, or you might get all of them, you know? So you really don't know. And stress has to be managed big time during a prep, even more so for the natural female athlete.
0: Yeah, man. So now, now we've hit on two of these things and I've seen just, you know, someone's insulin sensitivity was okay. And I fixed that for them. Like in the off season, they started in a good place and they just all of a sudden have this super high stress. Like, like I've got a client that actually had to quit this week. Cause she had a really big stressful life event. Like I feel really bad for her and her weight was climbing. And it's just one of those things to where I've seen high stress slot, uh, stop fat loss in its fucking tracks alone. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you pair it up with bad insulin sensitivity and those two right there are pretty bad. Let's let, let's talk about some of the things that we see when it comes to high stress. Um, how, how we kind of notice it with our client check-ins. I know with a lot of my clients, usually the people that are the most scattered, like they'll email me on the wrong days or they'll forget to email me or they'll send me pictures, you know, like I ask them to send pictures in the same place, same lighting, same clothes if they can. And they're just all over the place or so they don't send me pictures for two weeks. It's always those scattered people that I can always tell they're the most stressed out in life because if they're check-ins... Should, the check-in should be easy. Like guys checking in with me or Jason or your coach or whatever. Like those should be pretty easy. If if you can't do that very well, how right. is planning meal prep? How is planning your gym and your job and your sleep and all that stuff? So those are normally the people that I see issues. Um, what other ways do you kind of recognize that stress is being a bitch? Besides, I guess just asking them how high it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's some people. It's 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 hard to ask some people because some people. Um, I was like this at one time I was so caught in flight or fight that even throughout law school, I never thought I got nervous. Um, but that was because my body was always constantly on go. And so it's hard to just sometimes ask people, but you know, I always get a snapshot of how's your digestion. And when people get stressed, digestion usually goes bad in some way. Think about like, you know, if you had to get on stage and give a, a report for the first time in your life, those butterflies you get, that's the same type of shit you get from stress. You might not feel it as intense, but it's there and it's affecting gut health. Sleep um, usually goes to shit too for people. So if someone's like, yeah, I don't know what it is this week. I'm just not sleeping well. Um, you know, I, I, I was constipated a couple days. Then I start delving into, well, you know, was there a more stressful um, situation in your life? And sometimes a period causes that for women because it's, it's stressful to them. Um, but uh, yeah, those are some things that I really key in on is digestion and sleep a lot of times that kind of are those biofeedback markers that let you know they're stressed, even though if they still are plodding through and think they're fine.
0: Yeah. So for a lot of our coaches listening to the show that work with clients, I, for me, one of the things I do is when I notice things aren't moving in the right direction, once I find out their food's good and like they're tracking, everything's on point, And I, I see the weights not moving where I want it to, or just whatever their pictures are, I just ask them, I just start asking them all these questions to find out what's going on. And a lot of the times I'll have people just kind of open up and they'll say, Hey, like, you know, I got laid off because of COVID-19. Like I've been like super stressed. Like there people will open up, but sometimes you have to really ask to get that biofeedback that kind of tells you what's going on. And, you know, we did that episode back. I don't know. It's a few episodes on diet breaks. We talked a little bit about cortisol resets. Um, I think people should go back and listen to that because if yep. anything, it's, this would be yep. kind of some of those points to where if you're in the middle of prep and you're not moving, and all these things are happening, it, it's time to to probably take a diet break or a cortisol reset or a of yes. both. So, um, man, I, th- I think that's probably all we can say on stress, at least for now, because we have so much other info that they can go back and listen to. But that's two out of three here. And then I, I kind of tied it together with low sleep. And that, to me, rounds out this shit storm trifecta to where – when I have clients experiencing all three of these fucking things, like they're just not moving, they're not making progress. And if you would really talk to people about low sleep, and we're going to talk about how to fix some of this stuff here in a little bit, guys. Um, but low sleep, man, like that one, that's not a sexy thing. When you talk about sleep, people don't want to listen. They're like, ah, it's just sleep. I'll just stay on my phone. Like I'll, I'll operate on five, six hours sleep. People don't want to address sleep. But to me it's kind of like blood pressure is the silent killer, you know when it comes to heart health. To me, sleep is the silent uh fat loss blocker. It's like the bitch that most people don't realize is holding yeah. it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to let you take Definitely. it, man. Let talk talk well, about how know, sleep of kind things. of affects.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a couple things going on there that we need to hit on. Uh first is um it's pretty well known scientifically they've ran studies that um, just one night of really bad sleep where you're not um, getting, you know, I think it was like anything under seven hours and then it was like pretty choppy. So I think, I think I would say, let's just say under five hours of sleep um, it's going to impair your blood sugars and then anything from there um, worse. It's just, it's even worse. So what it's doing is it's impairing insulin sensitivity. So, Um, that's not good because you could be someone who didn't have the issue from stress, um, cortisol buildup, um, or pushing calories or whatever. But if you start sleeping poorly, um, on and on that decreases insulin sensitivity. And so that's going to hurt your fat loss just because of what we talked about earlier in the podcast. And then of course, during sleep, you know, you have your REM or your REM, and then you have your deep sleep. And the REM is where your brain kind of um gets, you know, its overhaul. And then your deep sleep is where the body gets more of its repair. And um if if you're not getting enough of these, you're gonna wake up kind of foggy, um, not prepared for your day. And you're not gonna be able to train as hard because you're not recovering properly the body. So say it's deep sleep, you know, you're not getting enough of. So um you know, that hurts recovery, but then you're also hurting insulin sensitivity. So those are two of the more major ones, um, that I think about when, when I'm thinking about, man, I I get this person sleeping and and here's why. Um, and you know, then obviously if I'm trying to heal a gut or, uh, heal something else, um, in a protocol, that's why I need to get deep sleep maximized as well. So, um, you can't heal, you're not going to recover from your training and then insulin sensitivity can go to shit too from poor sleep.
0: Yeah, man, nailed it. Like that's perfect for everybody listening. I know that you know, I've I've gone on the record of saying my number one, and, and I might change this now because of what I know about cortisol over the last few years, but I used to say my the number one fat loss breaker that I used to tell my clients about was sleep. And it was it was always because, you know, my clients that were on a little bit lower sleep during the week, I would tell them every Thursday when they check in, I'm like, listen. I need you to sleep in this weekend. Do not set an alarm. Don't get up for anything. You need to catch up on sleep this weekend. And man, it's like nine times out of 10 when they would sleep in and not, not do anything else, not stay up late and they oh, maximize yeah. their sleep Dude, They would hit new lows every weekend and then their fat loss would be better, you know, Monday yep. and Tuesday because they actually got to relax because to me, I always, I always saw it this way. It, You know, when we're training in the gym, six, you know, especially at the end of prep, like most people are training six days a week on average. Even if you're training five, that's plenty. You're doing all this cardio. You're in a deficit. Your body is so beat up and stressed. Like it's not recovering and growing. It's in a, you're trying to hold on to muscle at that point to get on stage, especially for natural folks. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not recovered. Cortisol is going to be higher just in general from that. And that's when I started to figure it out. I'm like, dude, if, if I don't get these people sleeping, I'm not going to be able to get them lean enough to stage. And as soon as I started figuring out at least how to maximize that on the weekends, it was better. And then, of course, a good sleep aid. Thank God for your relaxed liposomal. Like that and the Cordy's combo that we've talked about multiple yep. times on the show. You know, supplements don't just fix everything. Like people actually actually have to stop doing what they're doing. Like... You know, one of the, sorry, I'm just keep going on and on. But one of the reasons I saw my people at the end of prep starting to struggle with sleep so much is, yeah, it's more stressful. You're getting leaner. You just don't sleep as much. But a lot of people, and this was me back in the day, you start reaching for more caffeine because you're feeling like shit. So now all of a sudden your caffeine intake goes up. Well, that caffeine stays in your body for longer than you think. So if you have caffeine at five o'clock and you hadn't been earlier, or you're having more at five o'clock than what you have been like you're gonna have a hard time shutting your brain down and going to sleep later on. So I, I kind of started giving my my clients protocols. I'm like, hey, listen, catch your caffeine back, you know, after five o'clock or cut it in half around five o'clock. Like, watch all that stuff, and and it was just in a long story short. Sleep, man, it was so important to me. So when you start pairing that up with high stress, you start pairing it with insulin sensitivity issues. It's no wonder hormones can trump calories in calories out i mean would you agree with all that like if we took a stance right now and said hormones can trump calories in out would you be good with that
1: yes i would yeah i mean Uh, i I would debate that with anybody yeah dysfunctional hormones for sure yeah
0: so what about this statement um you 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 kind of i kind of got this from you you said that any coach can diet someone that's healthy, but this to me, this is an unhealthy person. And this is when I see coaches putting people on stage that need to be a lot leaner, you know, five pounds or more leaner, or they have to turn them away, or they just say they're cheating on their diet. It's because I think they don't understand the difference between a healthy person, a healthy client and an unhealthy. Would you agree with that?
1: Correct. That's 100% correct. Um, and I don't even know if they're always asking the right questions either. Um, you know, I start out my people with a metabolic stress questionnaire and it's designed to, to without labs, try to see what's going on internally. And I already have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to see on labs from looking at my metabolic stress questionnaire. Um, and so, but you gotta you gotta ask the right questions, right? You know. So um I don't think they're all asking the right questions either. I know uh six, seven, eight years ago I wasn't asking all the right questions myself.
0: No, I agree with that hundred percent. I think it's one of those things, you know, we go back to you know, are you being part of the the problem or or part of the solution? To me, this isn't a simple math equation. If so, any macro coach could just go out and cut 500 calories off somebody, give them a little bit of cardio, make sure they stick to their diet and everybody right. would make it to stage. Like it's, it's not that simple folks. Don't, yes. I don't care what researchers say. And here's the thing, man, like I'm going to kind of be a dickhead here for a second, but it's all right. We see a lot of these people that are posting this stuff. Well-known people, by the way, who used to be pretty good coaches or their researches, researchers um they're people not dealing with a lot of clients right now so all they're doing is they're hanging their hat on this whole law of thermodynamics or they don't want to accept the fact that it is more complex i mean it's the fucking human body it's not a you can't just use math you know what i'm saying we'd all walk around with fucking abs year-round my fat ass would walk around looking like a greek god trust me it doesn't work i've tried <laughs> Um, anything else that you want to say, man, I, I kind of ended on a, on a dickish note, which this, this whole topic kind of bugs me anyway. So I wanted to, I wanted to put it out, but I think people respect our take on it because we're both open-minded enough to where that's led to, I mean, obviously being open-minded it's led to you learning all these things that now you're helping literally at this point, hundreds of coaches, um, yes. learn. Is there anything that you want to say, any kind of take home for people that want to understand this more?
1: Well, you know, let's say you're a competitor listening and, you know, you don't have the resources to hire a coach with this type of knowledge. Um, you know, what I would suggest to you is, is start reading on your own. Like you don't have to go back to college to learn how the endocrine system works and functions like learn about adrenals, learn about, you know, the hormone pathways Um, you know, there's great books out there. I mean, one is cortisol connection. Um, It's going to get you down the right path here. And, um, you know, start start reading about estrogen dominance, start reading about progesterone steel, start reading about uh, cortisol metabolism, um, how the thyroid works like, you know, that is going to allow you to understand a lot more uh, of how the body has to work. Um, And I get it. If you're not someone who's really super interested in it, then then you're you're definitely going to want to get a coach who understands all this. Um, I wish it was easier and that, you know, every woman could be put on five or six days of training, four or five days a hit, one hour of cardio, and everyone gets into the show. But it's really not that simple. Um, some of us are just not good cortisol metabolizers, metabolizers, and um, that's when the problems start. And if you're an awesome cortisol metabolism, metabolizer, I don't know why I can't talk tonight, then you might not have half of these issues or any of them. Um, So we're not saying everybody gets this. I would say maybe 50%, maybe it's a little higher now, Uh, but you've got to invest in yourself. And if your coach is never asking for labs and you're struggling like this, and you've been at this eight, nine months trying to cut and nothing is happening, you're not looking at labs um, you know, loyalty is awesome, but blind loyalty gets you nowhere. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta think, think for yourself too. So,
0: yeah. And and there are going to be times too. Like I, I've got, I've got a few right now that, you know, I've looked at labs. I set them up. I reset their insulin sensitivity. Like everything's been managed. Like diet's perfect. They're sleeping and I've just got some natural females like, dude, they just, their bodies just does not want to let it go. And there's going to be those people that just aren't meant to get to stage. And I think sometimes you have to have that conversation. That's a tough conversation. And that's probably a whole nother podcast in and of itself. You know, who, who should be a competitive bodybuilder and who should just be a bodybuilder. Um, yeah. but there, there are times like, you know, coaches out there is you start to learn this stuff. And I, and I feel like I'm in the infancy, infancy stages of learning myself because when I think I've got it down, then I've got a whole, you know, four or five, you know, natural females that come on. I'm like, fuck, man, I can't, I can't get anything going. Um, right. There's so much that you have to learn. You just have to keep open-minded to it and just, just keep trying to learn all you can. And eventually, you know, I can see this 10, 10 years from now. More people are learning, you know, social media is great and all these other ways to offer classes and podcasts, like it's going to help educate people. But I still think this is really early. And I think I said that when I introduced you at the physique summit conference, I was like, guys, if there's one presentation that you really listen to that you're not going to ever hear anywhere else, this is the one, because I think in the bodybuilding industry, it's early and you're kind of spearheading that. Um, And that's, that's when I'm excited to kind of break into this a little bit more in some future podcast episodes man we've got a lot of things to talk about we we do need to talk about how to read a little bit of, of blood work and we do need to talk more about gut health even though we did that with vince like there's still so much to talk about yeah, um for sure but i think i think we could probably hang our hat on this episode um i think it was good but i do want people to understand like there's more going on than just calories in calories out we'll both we'll both you know, speak to that. We'll both put our reputations on it, and I know there's other yes. coaches out there as well. So, dude, if you don't have anything to add, man, I'm a uh, I'm gonna wish you well and hope that hope you get some warm weather so you can get in that pool and keep your cortisol levels down. <laughs> <laughs> you um, know,
1: I'm trying, man. It's uh, I I fight. Uh, my body wants. To, my body likes to stay in flight or fight mode. It's what it's it's been the main thing that I've had to always work on. And it took me many years to master it. Um, so I get it. I get how a lot of people are that way. And it seems that a lot more people gravitate towards, um, <laughs> the intense bodybuilding side uh, that, that are more like me too, that are type A OCD. And it kind of breeds, uh, those, those mentalities and those body types that have a lot of that, Cortisol issues and and flight or fight issues. You know, it, I always said it was great in my twenties because it made me extremely successful and grinder. But um, it it did come with some some issues that I had to fix along the way, like flop circadian rhythms and um, really tight pelvic muscles that that were odd. And they thought I had like prostate issues and just some weird things that I've had to fix on myself. Um, And so I get it. And I can sympathize with people who are who are stuck in that situation. But there is a way out and you don't have to quit being a physique athlete. 10 years ago, uh, most of these people probably would have would have just been done, they would have they would have gotten chubby and And, um, just rode off into sunset because their body just, they couldn't keep up with the training, but now we know how to fix people and, uh, it's, it's extending careers and and hobbies that, uh, can be good for you. So,
0: yeah, man, a hundred percent. You know, I, I used to look back probably five years ago when I started to, when I started to talk about like metabolic capacity and reverse dieting, I didn't really understand what was going on under the hood of the car, so to speak. And I used to notice In the natural bodybuilding world, dude, there were some females that would just fucking dominate for like a couple years. And then next thing you know, they're gone. And I'm like, what What would happen behind the scenes is nobody knew they were still trying to do shows, but they would quit. But no one knew that they were. So like they would get 10 pounds from stage and the body wouldn't just fucking, they wouldn't cooperate. And, you know, natural bodybuilding, these females are getting lean, lean. Like, I, I know I know you get a lot of your clients lean that are assisted. Um, but for most coaches, they're not able to get females truly, truly lean. Like, good, good coaches can. But natural yep. female bodybuilders, man, they would do that for a couple years when their body was healthy. But then all of a sudden, all this shit was going on. Yep. I kept trying to diet year three to year four. Year four. Yep. You know five years later they're still trying to diet but they're never making it to stage so they're actually prolonging it and i saw that kind of start to happen so a natural bodybuilding man it's one of those things we you 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 hear careers are short i think this is a big reason why would you agree? this is a
1: huge reason it's a huge reason why like if i read their labs i would bet the farm progesterone steel kicked in they probably stopped ovulating they never got their periods back uh estrogen dominance then kicks in uh, probably some downregulated, down downregulated thyroid. Um, you stay estrogen dominant too long. Now you got gut issues. They get the whole shit shebang that I deal with daily. Uh, you got to just see these emails I get daily um, from women who are just stuck in this situation. It's, it's pretty sad. And I'm glad that I've learned to fix it because like I said, it prolongs careers and I teach them the right way to do things and they can still enjoy it. And you know, nothing's worse than wanting a better body and you, your body doesn't respond, but you've got the heart to do it, but the body won't respond. And that's what I like to kind of fix. Um, and it's hard. I mean, it's stressful. It's hard and it's stressful. I mean, because, you know, sometimes you get great reports and sometimes shit hits the fan that you just didn't expect. And now you're trying to figure out looking back at labs and what could have went wrong and what maybe we can adjust. And, and it's a big puzzle. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that's definitely what 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 happened with them for sure.
0: Yeah. And you know, one more thing I th- I think I'll go ahead and bring up and then we'll wrap up the show. This yeah, is also something, sure. you know, we're talking about dieting and how you can't make progress, but this is something I've noticed, you know, as I've worked on myself, you know, and things that I've learned and with my other clients in the off season, when you get all this stuff under control in the off season, because here's the thing, guys, this shit can be out of whack. You, you can have high stress, low sleep and shitty insulin sensitivity in the off season. Oh yeah. just getting fucking fat and chubby. When I've got all this stuff under control myself, like, dude, I've got pictures. Jason, I think y'all probably showed you. Like, I don't show very many people. Like, I, I, I don't even text people this. I've got pictures of me when I, my shit was all out of whack. And just by me fixing my stuff, yeah, I've dieted, but it hasn't been a lot. It's just been dieting here and there to clean up. When I fix this stuff, what did it lead to? A more muscular oh, yeah. physique with better blood work. And that yep. is something a lot of people need to realize. We're not just talking about dieting. We're talking about health and in the off season. So this kind of touches on that as well.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, think about it. A lot of these people, they come from PrEP and it's never fixed. Just simply reversing up doesn't fix the underlying problems. And so yeah, it exists all off season. Then they go to diet again, and it's still there. And now it's going to be worse because they spend 10 more weeks before they finally give up. And then a lot of them rebound hard. I mean, it's just a vicious cycle. So yeah, I mean, if, if it's not fixed post show, um, yeah, it's going to exist in the off season for sure. And then the next prep when it comes around just is not going to work. And I get a lot of uh, inquiries on that like oh I thought we did the right stuff, but you know my body's just not responding. what what do you think? And I'm like, well, I need to see your labs like that's where we're gonna start because obviously you're in some sort of metabolic compensation. So yeah, yeah I mean it's uh, it's one of those things once you get the body healthy. Um, you know I just posted another woman on my stories. Um, she's training less, she's eating more. I fixed her gut health, she had Ebo. Um, and y'all see her abs, like literally we're not even training hard. We're not even training to failure. We're training, I think like three days a week. And then the other day I'm doing yoga with her and you know, she's only walking for a cardio and she's like, I just don't understand this. And I'm like, well, I mean, your body's getting healthy. And not only that, you're now you're digesting your nutrients to the body's saying, Oh fuck, I'm not starving anymore. I'm being well fed. I'm going to go ahead and relax. I'll give up a little body fat. And by the way, I'm upon some muscle that I've lost over the last three years, you know? So it all, uh, it all kind of comes back together when you get all the systems of the body talking to each other.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And what we're going to do is we have so many more episodes coming up, like so many, we're going to, we'll have some of these scattered out, but there's things that we need to talk about. Like, like labs and stuff like that. And dude, I'll just go on record as saying, I, I've got, you know, I did the math the other day. I've had so many females guys too, but so many females coming to me in these situations where I'm looking at their labs and eight out of 10, it was right at 80% are all low testosterone. All of them. Low test, low free T. And it's all in this situation. And this isn't right after show folks like this is, there, there's a lot more that we have to talk about here. And um, we're going to do that. We've got some cool guests coming on um, next week. I haven't talked to you about this yet, but Cliff Wilson's going to be on the show. He's our next guest. We've okay. got some more good ones lined up. We're going to talk about what it takes to really get fucking lean. And I mean, lean lean. So I figure between us three, we're going to have a lot of fun with that because we can hit on natural and assisted side of things. That's going to be a fun show. We'll talk about how low calorie we've had to take people. It'll be fun, man. Cliff's always a, a good guest when I've had him yeah, on definitely. prior episodes. So yeah, man. Um, so that's it for today, but stay tuned. Cause we've got a lot more on this topic. This is really just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. So from Jason and myself, we're out of here. Thanks guys. See ya.